There is none. There is none like you among the gods of Shem, and there is nothing like your works. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion is throughout all generations. Hashem reigns, Hashem has reigned, Hashem will reign forever and ever. Hashem will give strength unto His people. Hashem will bless His people with peace. Ein kamocha velahim Adonai, ve'ein kemasecha, machut machut kol amim, u'meshatecha bechador v'ador. Adonai melech, Adonai malak, Adonai imlok le'alam va'ed. Adonai zomo yitain, Adonai v'arek when the ark would travel, Moshe would say, Arise, Hashem, and let your enemies be scattered. Let them that hate you flee from you. For from Zion will go forth the Torah and the word of Hashem from Yushalayim. Blessed is he who in his holiness gave the Torah to his people. Yisrael. All right. <laughs> Ve'yafutsu a'ivecha, ve'yanusu misanecha, mipanecha. Ki mitziyon tetze Torah. Ki mitziyon tetze Torah. Udavar Adonai, merushalayim, b'shenetan. Torah, 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 King David wrote, The Torah of Hashem is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of Hashem is sure, making wise and simple. The statutes of Hashem are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of Hashem is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Hashem is queen, enduring forever. Judgments of Hashem are true and righteous altogether, more to be discerned later than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honey cup. Yeshua said, don't think that I have come to abolish the Torah or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete. Yes, indeed, I tell you that until heaven and earth pass away, not so much as a leader or stroke will pass from the Torah. Not until everything that must happen has happened. So whoever disobeys, least in his foot, teaches others to do so, called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever obeys them, so teaches will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I tell you that unless your righteousness is far greater than that, to our teachers in Persian, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. The prophets declared, Find out the testimony and so the Torah among my disciples. So the Torah is the testimony. If they speak not according to his word, it's because there is no light in them. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 16 and verse 20. This is what Hashem says Stand by the way as you see and ask for the ancient past. For the good way is, and walk in it. And you shall find rest for your souls. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. All right. Torah. <clears throat> Vezot HaTorah, Asher Samoshe, Lifnei B'nei Israel, Api Adonai, Be'yad Moshe. And this is the Torah that Moshe placed before the children of Israel at the command of Hashem through the hand of Moshe.
Tamud main ba Abraham la Torah. Baruch and I'm Brooklyn and by A. Hello, <laughs> Hashem spoke to Moses saying, send agents to scout the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelite people. Send one participant from each of their ancestral tribes, each one a chieftain among them. So Moses, by Hashem's command, sent them out from the wilderness of Paran, all of them being men of consequence, leaders of the Israelites. And these were their names from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, son of Zakur, from the tribe of Simeon, Safat, son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunan, from the tribe of Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hosea, son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodi, from the tribe of Joseph, namely the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, son of Gimali, from the tribe of Asher, Sethur, son of Michael, from the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, son of Vashi, from the tribe of Gad, Goel, son of Maki. Those were the names of the participants whom Moses sent to scout the land. But Moses changed the names of name of Hosea, son of Nun, to Joshua. When Moses sent them to scout the land of Canaan, he said to them, go up there into the Negev and on into the hill country and see what kind of country it is. Are the people who dwell in it strong or weak, few or many? Is the country in which they dwell good or bad? Are the towns they live in open or fortified? Is the soil rich or poor? Is it wooded or not? And take pains to bring back some of the fruit of the land. Now it happened to be the season of the first ripe grapes. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not an 
Eish. Yamod Natanel Eish Ben Abraham La Torah. I gotta be honest, I haven't practiced uh, for a long time. Right here. Mm. Baruchu et Adonai Hambarak. Baruch Adonai Hambarak le'olam ba'ed. Baruchu Adonai Hambarak le'olam ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Adonai Elohim le'olam asher barkar banu mikolamim v'nantan lanu sorato. Baruchu et Adonai noten hatarah. Amen. Second reading. It was the season when the first grapes began to ripen. The men headed north to explore the land from the Zen Desert all the way to Rakov on the road to Kamath, the beginning of math, <laughs> through the Negev. They came to Hebron where they saw Amakim. Shisha and Telme, descendants of the giants. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they came to Cluster Valley, they cut a branch off a cluster of grapes, which two men carried on a frame. They also took some pomegranates and figs because they because of the grape clusters that the Israelites cut there the place was named Cluster Valley at the end of the 40 days they came back from exploring the land when they when they arrived they went directly to Moses Aaron and the entire Israelite community who were in the Paran desert near Kedesh they brought their report to Moses and Aaron and community and showed them fruit from the land. Not here. Okay, I'm going to keep reading them. <laughs> they gave the following report. We came to the land where you sent us, and it is indeed flowing with milk and honey, as you can see from its fruit. However, the people living in the land are aggressive, and the cities are large and well fortified. We also saw the giant's descendants there, Amalek, Amalek in the Negev area, the Hittites, Yerbashites, and Armenites live in the hills, and the Canaanites live near the sea on the banks of the Jordan. Caleb tried to quiet the people for Moses. We must go, tried to quiet the people for Moses. We must go forth and occupy the land, he said. We can do it. We cannot go forward against the, those people, replied the men who had gone with, with him. They are too strong for us. They began to speak badly about the land that they had explored. They told the Israelites, the land that we crossed to explore is a land that consumes its inhabitants. All the men we saw there were huge. While we were there, we saw the, the titans. They were the sons of the giants who descended from the original titans. We felt like grass. We felt like tiny grasshoppers. 
that's um, did I miss a page here? That's right. We felt like the aerosol person. That's all that we were in their eyes. The entire community raised a hubbub, 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 and began to shout. That night, the people wept. All Israel, all the Israelites, complained to Moses and Aaron. The entire community was saying, "We wish we had died in Egypt. We should have died in the in this desert." Why is God bringing us to this land to die by the sword? Our wives and our children will be captives. It will be best to go back to Egypt. The people started saying to one another, Let, let's appoint a new leader and go back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the, for the, before the whole assembled Israelite community. Among the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, tore their clothes in grief. They said to the whole Israelite community, the land through which we passed in our exploration is a very, very good land. I guess that's it, or is it the next one? Yeah, I guess. Actually, the next one has a little star right there. Would that be procrastination? No. Was it in eight? Okay, yeah. Seven. Okay, I did one too far. I'm still reading. Not not for the people. Yeah. Hey, Dan. Huh. It's, it's a blessing. Closing blessing. Oh, okay. Closing <laughs> blessing. Where is it? Barukata Adonai Elohenu Melakalam Ashir Natanu Natan Lanu Torat Emet Veke Ham Vekaya. Olam Natan Betohenu Betohenu Burkata Adonai Noten Hatara. Amen. All right. Yamod Raphael Ben Reuven La Baruch Atah Lamb Barak Baruch Atah Lamb Barak Lamb Baruch Atah Lamb Baruch Atah Lamb Baruch Atah Lamb Baruch Atah Lamb Banu Adonai, Adonai, Behavi Otani, Elha Aretz Hazot, Intana, Banu Aretz, Asher He, Asher He, Zabat Halal Udvash Baronai I'll tell you, it's 
If pleased with us, Hashem will bring us into that land, a land that flows with milk and honey, and give it to us. Only you must not rebel against Hashem. Have no fear then of the people of the country, for they are our prey. Their protection has departed from them, but Hashem is with us. Have no fear of them. As the whole community threatened to pelt them with stones, the presence of Hashem appeared in the tent of meeting to all the Israelites. And Hashem said to Moses, how long will this people spurn me? And how long will they have no faith in me, despite all the signs that I have performed in their midst? I will strike them with pestilence and disown them, and I will make of you a nation far more numerous than they. But Moses said to Hashem, when the Egyptians from whose midst you brought up this people in your might, hear the news. They will tell it to the inhabitants of that land. Now they have heard that you, Hashem, are in the midst of this people, that you, Hashem, appear in plain sight when your cloud rests over them, and when you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and in a pillar of fire by night. If then you slay this people wholesale, the nations who have heard your fame will say, it must be because Hashem was powerless to bring that people into the land promised to them on oath that that God slaughtered them in the wilderness. Therefore, I pray, let my Lord's forbearance be great, as you have declared, saying, Hashem, slow to anger and abounding in kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression, yet not remitting all punishment, but visiting the iniquity of parents upon children upon the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I pray the iniquity of this people according to your great kindness, as you have forgiven this people ever since Egypt. And Hashem said, I pardon as you have asked. Nevertheless, as I, as I live and as Hashem's presence fills the whole world, none of those involved who have seen my presence and the signs that I have performed in Egypt and in the wilderness who have tried me these many times and have disobeyed me shall see the land that I promised on oath to their fathers. None of those who spurn me shall see it. But my servant Caleb, because he was imbued with a different spirit and remained loyal to me, him I will bring into the land that he entered, and his offspring shall hold it as a possession. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites occupy the valleys. Start out then tomorrow and march into the wilderness by the way of the Sea of Reeds.
Shalom. I had to come from across the room there. Shabbat Shalom. Just bear with me here. Just, I apologize. Just bear with me. Well, I apologize. I've got it. Baruch Atah Adonai, Baruch Et Adonai Hamvarak. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak Leilam Vayed. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melaka Olam Asher Bakar Banu Makol Hamim Benatan Lenu Etorato Baruch Atah Adonai. Notain Hatorah. Uh, Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aharon and saying, How much longer will this evil congregation who are causing to complain against me exist? The complaints of the children of Israel, which they caused them to complain against me, I've heard. Say to them, As I live, says Hashem, if not, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. In this desert, your corpses shall fall, your entire number, all those who age of 20 and up, who were counted because you complained against me, you shall not come into the land, concerning which I raise my hand, that you should settle in it, except Caleb, the son of Yefuna, and Yehoshua, the son of Nun. Or Nun. As for your infants, of whom you said they will, not, they will be uh, spoils, I will bring them, and they will come to know the land which you have despised. But as for you, your corpses shall fall in the desert. Your children shall run, wander in the desert for 40 years and bear your defection until the last of your corpses has fallen in the desert. According to the number of days which you toured the land, 40 days, a day for each year, you will bear your iniquities for 40 years. Thus you will come to know my alienation. I, Hashem, have spoken, if I will not do this to the entire con evil congregation who have assembled against me in this desert, they will end, and there they will die. As for the men whom Moses had sent to scout the land, who returned and caused the entire congregation to complain against him by spreading a report about the land, the men who spread an evil report about the land died in the plague before Hashem. But Yehoshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Yefuna remained alive to the men who went to tour the land. Moses related all these words to the children of Israel, and the people mourned greatly. They arose early in the morning and descended to the mountaintop, saying, We are ready to go up to the place of which Hashem spoke, for we have sinned. Moshe said, Why do you transgress the word of Hashem? He will not succeed. Do not go up, for Hashem is not with you. You will not be beaten by your enemies. For Hashem is not going among you. You will not be beaten. You will not be beaten by your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you will fall by the sword. For you have turned away from Hashem, and Hashem will not be with you. They definitely, they defiantly ascended to the mountain top. But the Ark of the Covenant of Hashem and Moshe did not move from the camp. The Amalekites and Canaanites who lived on the mountain came down and smote them and crushed them until Hormah. 
Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you arrive in the land of your dwelling place, which I'm giving you, you, you make a fire offering to Hashem, a burnt offering or a, or a sacrifice for express vow or for a voluntary offering or on your festivals to provide a pleasing fragrance to Hashem, for Hashem, from the cattle or for the sheep. The one who brings his offering to Hashem shall present a meal offering containing one fine, one-tenth fine flour mixed uh, with a quarter hen of oil. And for a quarter hen of wine for libation, you shall prepare with a burnt offering or for the sacrifice for each lamb. Or for a ram, you shall present a meal offering containing two-tenths fine flour mixed with a third of a hen of oil and a third of a hen of wine for a libation. You shall offer up a pleasing fragrance to Hashem. I forgot to turn the microphone on. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Baruchet Adonai Hamborach. Baruch Adonai Hamborach Le'olam Ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Hamborach Le'olam Ba'ed. Baruch Adonai Lahinu Melakolam. Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Hamim. V'natan Lano Et Torato. Baruch Ata Adonai. Baruch Shalom. Notein HaTorah. Amen. Amen. Balu Balu Bashemen Hatsi Hain Bayain Ta Takrib La Nesek Hatsi Hain Ishe Reach Nehoach Laronai Kaha Ye ashe la shor ha echad o la ayil ha echad o la se basim o ba izim basim o ba isim. Baruch atah, Nael Hinu Malcolm, Asher Natan Lano Torah, Temet Bechaye Olam Natah Betochenu, Baruch atah Adonai, Baruch Shema, Noten HaTorah, Amen. 
And if it is an animal from the herd that you offer to Hashem as a burnt offering or as a sacrifice the fulfillment of a vow explicitly uttered or as an offering of well-being, there shall be offered a meal offering along with the animal, three-tenths of a measure of choice flour with half a hint of oil mixed in. And as a libation, you shall offer half a hint of wine, these being offerings by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem. Thus shall be done with each ox, with each ram, and with any sheep or goat. As many as you offer, you shall do thus with each one, as many as there are. Every citizen when presenting an offering by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem shall do so with them. And when throughout the ages a stranger who has taken up residence with you or one who lives among you would present an offering by fire of pleasing odor to Hashem as you do, so shall it be done by the rest of the congregation. There shall be one law for you and for the resident stranger. It shall be a law for all time throughout the ages. You and the stranger shall be alike before Hashem. The same ritual and the same rule shall apply to you and to the stranger who resides among you. All right. Um, is Atsuyaku there? Okay. David? David just went to the restroom. <laughs> Chiggy? Uh, Ovadia? Okay. Ya Amor Ovadia, Ben Abraham, La Torah. One from one location to the other. Yep. <laughs> it's all right. I get to do blessings. It's fine. Yeah. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak. Baruch Adonai Hamvarak Baruch Adonai Hamvarak Baruch Baruch atah Adonai. Baruch Shema. Noten HaTorah. Amen. God spoke to Moses, telling him to speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you come to the land to which I am bringing you, and you eat the land's produce, you must separate an elevated gift for God. You must separate the first portion of your kneading as a dough offering. It must be separated very much like the elevated gift that is taken from the threshing floor. In future generations, you must thus give the first of your kneading as an elevated gift to God. This is the, this is the law if you inadvertently commit an act of idolatry, which is equivalent to violating all of these commandments that God gave to Moses. It is the violation of all that God commanded you through Moses from the day that God gave his commandments, as well as what he will command you later in future generations. If such a sin is committed inadvertently by the community because of their leadership, the entire community must prepare one young bull for a burnt offering as an appeasing fragrance to God, along with its prescribed grain offering and libation. They must also present one goat for a sin offering. The priest shall then make atonement for the entire Israelite community, and they will be forgiven. It was inadvertent, and they brought their sacrifice as a fire offering to God, along with their sin offering before God for their misdeed. Since all the people acted without knowledge, the entire Israelite community, along with the proselytes who joined them, shall thus be forgiven. Mm -hmm. I think that's it.
Tamod Ahava Baraven La Baruch and Ambarak In case it is an individual who has sinned unwittingly, that person shall offer a she-goat in its first year as a sin offering. The priest shall make expiation before Hashem on behalf of the person who erred for having sinned unwittingly, making such, such expiation that the person may be forgiven. For the citizen among the Israelites and for the stranger who resides among them, you shall have one ritual for anyone who acts in error. error. But the person, whether citizen or stranger, who acts defiantly reviles Hashem, that person shall be cut off from among the people. Because it was the word of Hashem that was spurned and God's commandment that was violated, that person shall be cut off and bears the guilt. Once when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they came upon a man gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him as he was gathering wood brought him before Moses, Aaron, and the community leadership. He was placed in custody, for it had not been specified what should be done to him. Then Hashem said to Moses, the party in question shall be put to death. The community leadership shall pelt him with stones outside the camp. So the community 
leadership took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as Hashem had commanded Moses. Hashem said to Moses as follows, Speak to the Israelite people and instruct them to make for themselves fringes on the corners of their garment throughout the ages. Let them attach a cord of blue to the fringe at each corner. That shall be your fringe. Look at it and recall all the commandments of Hashem and observe them so that you do not follow your heart and, your, and eyes in your lustful urge. Thus you shall be reminded to observe all my commandments and be holy to your God. I, Hashem, am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I, your God, I, your God, Hashem. Yamod Avakayo ben Avraham la Torah. Okay. Baruch anayim barak le'elam ba'ed. Baruch anayim barak le'elam ba'ed. Baruch I <laughs> Ani Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam Asher bachar bin vim tovim Fratah v'divrahim ha'nemarim Bemet Baruch atah Adonai Habacher basara of Moshe Abdo V'Yisrael amo Vim v'yeh ha'met v'atzedeh Amen Okay Vaishlak Yehoshua Benu Minhashitim Shenaim Anashim Meraglim Keresh Lemor Lehu Reu Reu Eta Aret Vet Yericho Vayel Vayavu Bet Isha Zona Ushma Raha Vayishkevu Shama Vaye Amar 
למלך יריחו, לאמור, הנה אנשים. באו, הנה הלילה מבני ישראל, לחפור את הארץ, וישלח מלך יריחו אל רחב לאמור, הוציא האנשים הבאים. אלייך אשר באו לביתך, תהי לחפור, לחפור את כל הארץ, באו. ברוך הצד עיני, אלוהינו מלך העולם, צור כל העולמים, סעדיף בכל דורו, האל הנאמן, האומר ועושה, המדבר ומקיים, שכל דבריו אמת וצדק. נאמן הצד נאלהינו ונאמנים דבריך, דבריכת מדבריך, אכלו ישוב ריקם, כי המלך נאמן ורחמן אתה. ברוך הצער עיני, האל הנאמן בכל דבריו. compassion upon Zion, for is the source of our lives, and deliver the dreary hearted's brilliant in our days. Bless you, Hashem, her builds Jerusalem. Amen. Cause the shoot of David to spot forth, let's have a with your salvation. Bless you, Hashem, shield of David. Amen. Grant us rest, for you are our father, and rule over us speedily, for you are our king. Blessed are you, Hashem, sanctifies the Shabbat. Amen. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men from Shittim as spies, saying, Go reconcile the region of Jericho. So they set out, and they came to the house of a certain prostitute named Rahab and lodged there. The king of Jericho was told, Some men have come here tonight, Israelites, to spy out the country. The king of Jericho thereupon sent orders to Rahab, Produce the men who came to you and entered your house, for they have come to spy out the whole country. The woman, however, had taken the two men and hidden them. It is true, she said, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. And at dark, when the gate was about to be closed, the men left, and I don't know where the men went. Quick, go after them, for you can overtake them. Now she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under some stalks of flax that she had, she had lying on the roof. So the men pursued them in the direction of the Jordan down to the fords, and no sooner had the pursuers gone out than the gate was shut behind them. The spies had not yet gone to sleep when she came up to them on the roof. She said to the men, I know that God has given the country to you because dread of you has fallen upon us, and the inhabitants of the land are quaking before you. For we have heard how God dried up the waters of the Sea of Reeds for you when you left Egypt, and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings across the Jordan, whom you doomed. When we heard about it, we lost heart, and no one had any more spirit left because of you. For the Eternal, your God, is the only God in heaven above and on earth below. Now, since I have shown loyalty to you, swear to me by God that you in turn will show loyalty to my family. Provide me with a reliable sign that you will spare the lives of my father and my mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and save us from death. The men answered her, Our lives are pledged for yours, even to death. If you do not disclose this mission of ours, we will show your, you true loyalty when God gives us the land. 
She let them down by a rope through the window, for her dwelling was on the outer side of the city wall, and she lived in the actual wall. She said to them, make for the hills so that the pursuers may not come upon you. Stay there in hiding three days until the pursuers return, then go your way. But the men warned her, we will be released from this oath that you have made us take, unless when we invade the country, you tie this length of crimson cord to, your win to the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your family together in your house. And if anyone ventures outside the doors of your house, their blood will be on their head, and we shall be cleared. But if a hand is laid on anyone who remains in the house with you, their blood shall be on our heads. And if you disclose this mission of ours, we shall likewise be released from the oath that you made us take. She, she replied, let it be as you say. She sent them on their way, and they left, and she tied the crimson cord to the window. They went straight to the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers turned back. And so the pursuers reaching, searching all along the road did not find them. Then the two men came down again from the hills and crossed over. And they came to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported him all that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, God has delivered the whole land into our power. In fact, all the inhabitants of the land are quaking before us. All right. Lots of good stuff. Obviously, the connection between the two. Wife will go more into detail with that. Um, so there's so many things that you could talk about in this tour portion. Uh, we have the spies. We have even the, the you know the, the guy picking up the wood. The end. But um, I'm gonna talk about the challah, the challah commandment that we have, okay? So, you know, to the challah offering, you know, it, it affects us because it's like, it's a daily thing, right? I mean, now it isn't, not so much, but back in that time, you know, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be eating bread probably every day, and you're going to be making bread probably every day. And so, this this commandment would be affecting you at, at, uh, on a daily basis, right? To take a little piece of that dough, whatever dough you're making, and take a little piece and, and set it aside. Um, or give give it to the priest. Essentially, you're going to give it to the priest. But um, but you may be wondering, like, well, how does this affect us now, right? I mean, we don't have, we're not even making bread, most of us. Um, and you know, Sheila makes a challah once a week. She'll she'll. I think she takes a little bit of that dough out. I haven't asked her yet. She does? Okay. She takes a little bit of that dough out and um, and burns it. Um, and so, you know, that that's what we do, right? And then also that name of the challah bread that we eat, you know, the, the, the delicious braided loaves of bread that we eat that is called challah, is the name comes from this commandment, right? From this mitzvot of challah. So, um, we know that you know this is this was a, something that was done every day, and the, the Israelites, um, when they would do this, um, it would remind them of Hashem, right? They would remind them, acknowledge that Hashem gives them everything. Hashem gives them all their food that they're eating, and that they need to give back. They need to give back some of that blessing that Hashem is giving them every single week, every single day. Um, so with this, I feel what Hashem, what this mitzvah is all about, 
is Hashem is, wants to teach us gratitude. He wants us to be grateful for all the things that we have. He wants to be grateful um, for for just the simple stuff like bread. Um, and he wants us not to forget it. So it, when we're when we're when we have this 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 attitude to be gra- grateful or gratitude, it transforms our attitude, right? It makes us be grateful for everything, right? We become aware of our blessings. We shift our focus focus on on what we are lacking, and instead we focus on what we have and what we're given, and and it makes our, our just opens our hearts, right? So. Um, So how can we do this daily now, right? We right now, right now. I mean, unless you're breaking bread, you're baking bread every day. This 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 commandment is not really affecting us. Um, but what we can do is we can apply. It. We can apply it in a different way. We can apply it to our time instead of instead of to like the food we eat. So oh, well, you could apply it to to food you eat if you want to like set aside some of that food and give it to to the the, the poor or the hungry around us. Um, but but another uh, another way is you can set aside a, p- a part of your time every day, and and that time you can you can think about all the things that Hashem has given you, be grateful for those things that Hashem has given you, and um, you know look around you at all the all the blessings that Hashem has given you, and and even just the beauty of nature. Um, but being but having gratitude does not only mean um, just being thankful. But also, um, there is there's an action that we need to take, right? Um, so what kind of things can we do? How can we give back, right? Um, so as we're thankful for Hashem for giving us um, stuff, we can also give back. We can volunteer. Um, we can give give um, don- offerings, donations to people, Um even even little things, or we can give kind words to to one another or others around us, um, so that we can continue that this attitude of gratitude, you know, so that we are being grateful about things and then letting other people um, let that let that um, spirit overflow and and become uh, generous and, and and helpful and kind to those around us. So um, so every day, you know. You know, every day in the morning, you should take take a, take apart a time, set aside a time, and think about Hashem. Think about all the things that He's given us, given you specifically, um, and think about how, you know, you know all the blessings He's given, and then think about how maybe you can um, give some kind words to those around you, or give something, give some charity to someone that needs it, needs it, or you know, or just you know volunteer, or do 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 something. To be a contributing member of, of our community, of, of society, right? So, so in conclusion, um, I want you to remember like what the chala means and how you can apply it to your life. Um, and remember every time that you're eating some bread every day, you know, that, that reminds you that, you know, this bread is given Hashem has given you this bread and you should be grateful and you should share share with those around you. You know, Yeshua also, you know, somewhat kind of did this. He did a miracle from the bread, right? He he got these five loaves and he and he said a, a bracha over it and then he he started splitting it and as people were splitting it it became more and more, right? 
So it's almost like if you acknowledge that Hashem's giving you this bread and then you share it, you're not going to be lacking and other people will be able to share as well. So just remember, you know, the challah and how it can change your heart and make you more grateful. And that's, that's all I have to share. <laughs> and does Safa have something to share? Hmm? Yes. Right. Can you hear me? Okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay? Great. Shabbat, Shabbat shalom. Um, let's see here. Um, so this kind of lines up with the punishment of the man picking up sticks here in the last chapter. Um, this I don't I don't say this lightly. Um, this month is a month, uh, especially I work for uh, federal government and seem like every day we have a, uh, this is not an indictment on the, on my job or anything, but it's, we, we have a, uh, some type of training every day about, um, uh, something related to pride. And this is considered pride month. And, uh, there's, uh, things, um, uh, the different sides to elicit um, different feelings, videos that will go out, videos that will be viral, people being upset about, you know, LGBTQ pride. And, it, and it's trying to get, and it's trying to elicit a certain response. Usually the response is uh, for people that are of a moral, um, certain um Persuasion, uh, Judeo-Christian uh, persuasion, usually it is uh, one of, un, you know, uh, disbelief or or rage, and that's that's the response. I believe the the media is trying to get uh, to get people all upset and, and um, focusing on the wrong things. Uh, one thing I heard this week, uh, I hear it all the time. Uh, in the messianic circles, uh, I still have uh, you know things on Facebook. I have friends that are still Hebrew roots. I have you know family that is Christian, uh, and I hear this all the time from them. But this week I heard it actually from uh, a couple rabbis uh, that I was listening to, and the statement is, um, and this is very hard to discuss. This is uncomfortable, but it is. We need to be about the truth. Um, the this the phrase is, God loves the sinner but hates the sin. And uh, you know, I can't speak for Christianity, uh, but when we actually look at what the Torah says, or not the Torah, but the Tanakh, specifically, a lot of times with what um, with what David says. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. And the reason why I bring this up is, is we need to know what God loves and what God hates. And we certainly don't want to be one of those things that he hates. Um, a few things. Uh, God hates the workers of iniquity. It says it in Psalms 5.5. 5, God hates the wicked. In Psalms 11.5. God hates the sacrifices of the wicked in Proverbs 15, 8, 
15, 8. God hates the way of the wicked. Proverbs 5, 9. God hates the thoughts of the wicked. Proverbs 15, 26. God hates those who make haste to run to do evil. And that's in Proverbs 6, 18. Uh, in Malachi uh, 1, uh, and also this is quoted by uh, the preacher from the preacher from uh, um, Paul the Apostle. Some people call him the Apostle. He quotes Malachi and says that Hashem hated Esau before he was even born. And then it says um, there's various various attributions. The reason why I bring that up is because uh, we don't get we don't get to decide. You know what hate is, and here here's a a fact of Hashem has perfect love, but he also has perfect hate. Okay, and certain other religions say that you can't do both at the same time, but Hashem definitely can. He can love somebody so much that he says, "I'm not going to let this." I can't have this in my face. You know, Ezekiel uh, says that there's there's hope in this, okay? Ezekiel says that if a man is righteous all the days of his life, and then at the end becomes unrighteous, that his righteousness will never be forget his righteousness will be forgotten. But it says that also that if an unrighteous man becomes righteous, at the end of his life, that he'll find uh, righteousness. He'll be, his unrighteousness will not be forgotten. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, God hates indiscriminately, but we need to be about truth. And one thing that it doesn't explain that here, the person is um, uh, identifies himself by that, unrighteousness, then that, that person is anathema to Hashem. So when we have a, you know, it's nice to say a slogan, and yes, we should love everybody. I I do agree that we should love everybody, but, you know, this is something I struggle with on a daily basis because in the, in the Amidah, it says, for the apostates, be there no hope, uproot and ruin their dominion of their high-handed sin, quickly in our days. Blessed are you, Hashem, who breaks the wicked and humbles high-handed sinners. Now, it's it's very hard for me because I want, I want everybody to, to do Teshuva. We should also remember the prayer of our father Abraham and not destroy the righteous with the wicked. You know, it could be that me and you, well, I'm not saying that I'm super righteous, okay? But I, I strive to be, and I, and I think that's the point. Is the righteous, uh, when they sin, they get up, right? So pursue righteousness, and we'll find righteousness. We pursue unrighteousness, we'll find what happens to the unrighteous. So um, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Hashem does love everybody, but at the same time, uh, if we pursue uh, unrighteousness, then we get the results of that. So let us be about truth.
Hashem. Amen. So um, I love how there's always many facets and many perspectives to the same thing. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a saying in the, in the, um, in the Talmud, there's a difference between just a debate and a, and a debate for the sake of heaven. And the debates, the only kind of debates that we should have are debates for the sake of heaven, which are debates for the sake of glorifying the name of Hashem, which means exalting his character, his goodness, his love, and his mercy. Um, and so I'd like to say, I'd like to add to what Safa was saying, which is that according to Judaism, according to Jewish thought, which, you know, when I say that, a lot of times people say, oh, well, I don't care what Jews say. <laughs> but, you know, when I say according to Jewish thought, that means according to, according to our stages, according to the people who have gone before us, who had great faith in Hashem and who have studied the things of Hashem for many, many years and whose, whose writings and sayings have been passed on to us as treasure. That's what I mean when I say according to Jewish thought or according to Judaism. It's not something that should be scoffed at just because, you know, something isn't necessarily written in the Bible or, um, you know, whatever. That saying according to Jewish thought, that, for, especially for a Jew, has weight. doesn't mean that it has the same authority as the Torah, but it's still something to be respected. So according to Jewish thought, we have all a divine soul. And that soul is a part of God. It's a part of Hashem. And that part is good, is clean, is pure, and is true. And when we say that someone is wicked, we are not talking about that divine soul within them, that spark of godliness, that, that, that thing that Hashem put in us and in every single human being, the, the, that thing within us that makes us part of the divine image. That is not what is ever wicked. When we say that someone is wicked, it is our flesh. It is our flesh that can be wicked. It is our flesh that Hashem hates. It is the deeds of, the, of, of our flesh that Hashem doesn't want around. And we have to separate that. And um, we have to remember that the same thing when a parent talks to a child. When a parent is scolding a child about doing something evil, about doing something bad, it's never, at least for a godly parent, so, you know, a parent that loves God and is trying to follow God's ways, it never means that the parent thinks that the child is evil, that the child is wicked, that the child is irredeemable. Even if someone goes on death row and is guilty of the death sentence, that doesn't mean that they do not have a divine spark within them that is precious regardless of the action of that person. I just wanted to clarify that before I um, went into the Hofstra portion. So the Hofstra portion today, um, the, so the Hofstra, the Hofstra portion, Sheila, I need you to come here, please. Sheila, I need you to come here, please. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, children. Children, please listen when people are giving drashas, okay? These are the 
personal insights of people that you know and that love you and that want to communicate a message that they believe God is giving to them, okay? So that's why these drashas are important. Listening to the Torah being read is also important. You're listening to the Hatra being read. Of course, it's also important. But also, this is when iron sharpens iron. We have the word sharpening us when we read it, when we hear it and we listen to it. But when we speak words of Torah and insights of Torah to each other, this is when iron sharpens iron. Okay? So that's why it's important to, to this part as well. So the Hatra portion is a part in the prophets or the writings that is um, that is read on Shabbats and on other days as well during the public Torah service. And the sages selected these Hatra portions because they felt that it was connected to the Torah portions in some way. Okay, and of course the Torah portions connection to the Hatra portion is very obvious, right? What is it? Spies that went got accepted to the house, and then they um, and then they um, the spies, the spies that Moshe sent out, right? Of which Yehoshua was a part of, and the spies that Yehoshua sent out. Um, now he's now many many years older, right? And now he's sending out the spies. And why? What? My many many years later was Yehoshua now in Moshe's place. Because he died and he was one of the most uh, faithful. Um, he, he, was, he, was the new, he was part of the new generation, so he didn't know anything of slavery. So Yehoshua was chosen, thank you very much, because Moshe passed away. And Yehoshua was a man full of faith in Hashem's word. He was not only Moshe's right-hand man, but he was put in that position because he trusted in God. He believed in God and he showed his faith and trust in God by his report when, when, when he was part of the spies, his good report. And I would like to say in reference to this, that the leaders that have been appointed among us are chosen for a reason. They're not chosen because they're perfect. Moshe was not perfect. Our parents are not perfect, but they were chosen to be our parents or our guardians. Even our boss at work, he's probably not perfect, <laughs> but he's also chosen to be in our lives and to teach us something somehow, right? For some reason. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're meant to always put up with whatever someone has to do or say forever, but sometimes you are, at least for a time. And that doesn't mean that that person is better than you. It doesn't mean that that person is even wiser than you or even smarter than you or anything. But what that does mean is that Hashem has put that person in authority over you in some way and that you must respect that authority. Respect doesn't mean um, compliance in the face of evil. But respect does have to do with the way that we treat each other and the way that we speak to each other. We can disagree with our leaders. We can disagree with the sages. I disagree with the sages. I disagree with some things that are said in the Talmud, just like everyone else. But that doesn't mean I don't respect the Talmud. That doesn't mean that I don't respect 
the sages of Israel. That doesn't mean I don't respect the men of the great assembly or the or the or the rabbis and sages that go after them. So we can we can we can not fully be in line with our authority, our parents, our leaders, the sages of, of Israel, the Bible itself. Sometimes I even read the Bible, even the Torah itself. And I think, man, Hashem was harsh in that. I don't know if I would have done the same thing. Or sometimes I think, oh man, Hashem was too soft with King David. I think I would have gotten rid of him if I was him. But we're not Hashem. We're not our parents. We're not our leaders. We're not our managers. We don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. And we don't understand their judgment sometimes because we don't know everything that they know. We have to trust that they have the best intentions in mind, okay? And so we don't know what, what, what the promised land looked like. We don't know that we would have given a bad report like the other spies or whether we would have given a good report like Joshua and Caleb. When people look at the Bible oftentimes and they see the mistakes of the patriarchs, the mistakes of the biblical heroes, they, they are so often, they're so uh, quick to judge them. Like, oh man, Israel is so filthy. Israel is so unfaithful. Israel is such sinners. The Jews do this and the Jews do that. But we have to ask ourselves, if we were in that same situation, would we really have been like Joshua? Or would we have been faithless like the others? And I would like to posit that the chosen people of God were not chosen because God wanted to show the world how terrible Israel was, like many people think. They were chosen to be an example and a picture of humanity. When we see what Israel does, we see what we would do. Not only that, but according, you know, according to Judaism, which I know a lot of people don't respect that phrase, but I believe it. It's just the Midrash, but I think there's truth to it, whether it's literally true or not. According to the Midrash, Hashem offered the Torah to all nations, all 70 nations of the world. And it was only Israel that accepted, right? But then you can also say, well, of course Israel accepted. What choice did they have, right? Also, according to Midrash, Hashem you know, held the mountain over us and said, do you want to accept this or do you want to die, right? So there's Midrashim that say everything, right? But, you know, we were chosen. The Bible does say that, right? The Bible does say that very clearly. We were chosen. We were chosen. We were not chosen because we were the worst of all. Why would Hashem choose the worst nation of all the earth? Hashem chose us because our forefather, Avraham, was full of faith. And he commanded his children after them. Okay, I don't want to go too long on that point. But second point I would like to say is, as Reuben's brother once said, and Reuben's brother is, is the one who basically was the first person to lead us to Torah. One of, he, he, has, he has three brothers. What? Uh, Reuben, oh, sorry, no, talking about my husband, Reuben, not <laughs> Reuben of the, okay, of the 12 tribes, but I'm talking about my husband, Reuben. Um, I want to say, there's 11 of them. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm talking about my husband, Reuben. Uh, my husband, Reuben, his brother, John, was the person who um, pretty much first led us to Torah. And, and John said this one day. He said, um, 
all of God's commandments are enablements, or I'd like to say empowerments. When he said, keep Shabbat, he's saying, because I'm your God now, because I take care of you, because I protect you, because I'm the one who sustain you, and you now know that, you can rest now on Shabbat. You don't have to work 24-7. You can spend this time with your family. You can spend this time with the people who you love and who love me. That's also important. People who you love and the people who also love me. This family, this, this spiritual family. You can do that. And I will take care of you. Now, some of us aren't there. Some of us aren't at that place where we feel like, you know what, I can't work on Shabbat. I'm sorry, no matter what. But we can, we can slowly get to that point. It, maybe you can't quit your job right away. Maybe you don't have that kind of faith yet. And I don't think faith needs to be forced. Um, you know, Yeshua said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, right? You can move mountains. But just like a mustard seed, you know, it won't grow just because it's there, right? It won't grow when you put it in the trash can, I think. I don't really know about mustard seeds, but I'm assuming that a mustard seed won't grow no matter what. Certainly if you burn it, it won't grow, okay? What, what do you need to do in order to, for that mustard seed to grow? You have to plant it. You have to nurture it. You have to water it. You have to be patient. So anything that Hashem says to us in our Torah, anything that, even if it's not written directly in the Torah, if He's placed it in our hearts and you believe and He's saying it to you, what you have to do in order to see that vision grow is you have to, number one, you have to plant it in your heart, okay, in the soil of your heart. You have to nurture it. You have to feed it. You have to look for evidence and possibilities of how it can come true. Oh, Hashem wants me to keep Shabbat? Okay, how can I make that happen, right? Hashem wants me to marry someone who is Jewish so that we can observe Torah and keep Torah together? How can I make that happen, okay? Look for ways. Think of ways. Hashem will give us wisdom. The Bible says that if we pray, he will give us wisdom. He will give us not only the wisdom to do his will, but he will, he will also orchestrate the things in our life so that they will happen. We can't give up. And we also have to do our part. We have to work on our character and we have to be patient. Um, there is a picture that I, I saw um, this week. It was a person um, holding up a sign saying Mashiach. And I think it was in Ben-Gurion Airport. Now, you know, he was probably joking. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he was telling the truth. Um, but basically, if we want something to happen, we have to prepare our lives to receive it. We have to not only pray, we have to seek that answer, seek the possibility, seek the opportunities to make those things happen. And we have to prepare our hearts, we have to prepare our lives, we have to prepare our minds, everything to make that thing true. And that's the that's what we we see. And 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 um, and Joshua, Yehoshua, even though he was ready for the promise, uh, what is it, forty years prior, right? Even though he was ready for the promise forty years prior, his his family wasn't right. The rest of Israel wasn't. So he was patient, and he kept on waiting, and he kept on being faithful, until finally that promise was accomplished. So the promises of God, sometimes, very often, actually, they don't happen right away. But we can see evidence from our own lives and things that Hashem has done in the past and things that he has shown us in the Bible and through people you know, of great faith throughout history 
that he does love us, that he does want the best of us, and he does want to protect us, and he does want to bless us. The things that he commands us to do, they are blessings if we can see them that way, if we can find and understand them in that way. And that we have to be patient, we have to be diligent in doing our part in making those things come to pass. Mean, mean. Okay. Let us um, open our doors up to page 77 for Psalm 145. <clears throat> Kadosh, 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 Adonai, Tsevaot, Melokolha, Aretz, Kevodo. 
Holy, holy, holy is the Shem of hosts. All the earth is filled with his renown. They receive permission from each other and say, holy in the heavens on high, home of his presence. Holy on the earth, the work of his power. Holy, transcending all time as a Shem of hosts. The whole world was filled with the radiance of his glory. Then a wind lifted me up and I heard behind me the voice of a great rushing. Blessed is the glory of Hashem from his abiding place. And a wind lifted me up and I heard the sound of a great movement behind me of one's praising, saying, Blessed is the glory of Hashem from the place of the home of his abiding presence. Hashem shall reign forever and ever. The dominion of Hashem is eternally established forever. And um, then we'll do the Mishaberach on page 85. Um, and when I say bless the sick, you could say the name of the sick person that needs healing. May the one who blessed our fathers and our mothers, Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah, may he bless the sick. Leah, Bat, Peshachai, Jeannie Herbal. May the holy, holy, blessed one overflow with compassion upon them to restore them, to heal them, to strengthen them, to rejuvenate them. May he send them speedily a complete healing from heaven, a healing of the soul and a healing of the body, speedily without delay. And let us all say, Amen. Page 86, a prayer for our government. Um, our God and God of our ancestors, accept with mercy our prayer for our land and its government. Pour out your blessing on this land, on its president, judges, officers, and officials who work faithfully for the public good. Teach them from the laws of your Torah and lighten with the rules of your justice so that peace, tranquility, happiness, and freedom will never depart from our land. God of all that lives, please bestow your spirit on all the inhabitants of our land and plant love, fellowship, peace, and friendship between the different communities and faiths that dwell here. Uproot from their hearts all hate, animosity, jealousy, and strife in order to fulfill the longings of its people who aspire for its dignity and desire to see it as a light for all nations. And so may it be God's will that our land be a blessing for all who live on earth and that fellowship and liberty will dwell between them. Establish soon the vision of your prophet. Nation will not raise sword against nation and they will no longer learn war. And as it is said, for all of them will know me from the smallest to the greatest. All right. And uh, Virgil? can help me.
It is a tree of life to those who take hold of it, and those who support it are praiseworthy. Its ways are ways of pleasantness, and all its paths are peace. Bring us back, Hashem, to you, and we shall return. Renew our days as of old. And now let us turn back to page 36 for the for the Musa Hamidah. And we'll take three steps back and three steps forward. Adonai sepatai tiftak ufiya gita hilatecha parukata Adonai elohenu blahevotenu elohe Abraham elohe Isaac elohe Yaakov ha'el hagado hagibu vahanara ha'el yon gomer chasadim tovim bekone hako. Page 39. Kadosh, 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 Adonai Tzavot, Melo Kol Haaretz Kevodo. Now we're talking about Shachim Bomarim. Baruch Kavod Adonai Mimekomo. We shrek Kadoshak Ketub Lemor. Yimlo Kadonai Le'olam, Elo Haik Zion, Le'dor Vador, Hallelujah. And um, page 52. On Mount Sinai, you commanded the Shabbat to Moshe, remember and keep. And regarding it, you commanded us, Hashem our God, to properly do the Musaf sacrifice. May it be favorable before you, Hashem our God, that you bring us up to our land and plant us in our borders. We shall make our obligatory sacrifice before you as you wrote for us in your Torah by the hand of Moshe, your servant. Our God, God of our forefathers, find favor in our rest. Sanctify us by your commandments. Give us our portion in your Torah. Rejoice our souls in your deliverance. Purify our hearts to serve you in truth and bestow to us your holy Shabbatot with love and favor. Blessed are you, Hashem, who sanctifies the Shabbat. Page <laughs>
אלוהינו ולאבטינו ברכינו בברכה משלשת בתורה האמורה לאורון ובניו כהנים העם כדשכחה כאמור. יברך לך אדוני וישמרך. יאה אדוני פניו אליך ויחונך. שלום